Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. Hey everybody, welcome to the 28 to 3 podcast. Uh, today we're going to do something different. We're going to take a trip down memory lane and talk about the 2000 Saints team. I think we all have fond memories of that season and that team itself, given that it was the uh, first Saints team to win a playoff game. So uh, guys, let's go ahead and fire away some memories, man. I know Nick was a big uh, Jeff Blake fan back in the day and he thought we were uh, going to the promised land with him. I mean, did we start with the end of the book of a game drops the ball? A game drops no. the ball. Let's let's save that for the end. That's a good that's a <laughs> that's good segue payoff. to the end. Yeah, that's the punchline. I punch love, it. I love it. But Leo, let's start at the beginning. What you got, Nick? Uh, one of the the outside of the Breeze era, probably the funnest team we've ever had. Had to be right. Um, the defense was better than kind of you thought. We had three double-digit sack guys that year, which I don't think the Saints have ever done in another season, have they? We probably have in the Dome Patrol era, but we'd have to Double-digit sacks? Who? Swilling and Ricky, but who would have been in third back then? Man, in, I know. In the I'm same Wayne season. Martin? I don't know. That's a different topic, though. Uh, that's a tough I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there were so many elements of the team that had their own identity, which is what made it fun. You know, like a fun team is one where... You, know, you can look not at just one player or stat lines, but you know you could look at the QB room. Like that QB room was Jeff Blake, Aaron Brooks, and Jake DeLome. And yep. you know Blake goes down. I mean, I was at that game, freaking teenager, uh, just living and dying by the Saints on Sundays, and and I remember being I had. Uh, walked I was too young to be getting a beer technically sure you were I sure. was uh, back in the, the 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 you know the concourse area and, and thinking just hearing the mumbles like oh Blake went down Blake went down and and you can correct me if I'm wrong here we were on like a seven game win streak like Jeff Blake was looking like a guy we've never had before and then boom he goes down and you're thinking okay there's the bubble bursting. Here we go again. It ain't going to be our year. We thought it was. Seven-game win streak. Well, there was a couple of moments in the season you know, like that. I remember when Ricky Williams got hurt. I was devastated, yeah, first, man. First off, that was yeah. the year we expected Ricky, after Dick had gave up the entire planet to get him, right? to finally hit his stride. It looked like he was. He was like an exceptional receiver that year, too, I believe, before I he got he, hurt. He kind of always, to me, was an exceptional receiver. It was just that... We had a mobile QB who could, and an accurate QB with a strong arm, who could throw also it to make, Joe the, Horn. make the decision. He to, could throw it to Joe Horn because well, I mean Brooks <laughs> could throw it to Joe Horn, but with Jeff Blake, it was he was the one who could make the decision. It ain't there deep. I'm dumping it off to Ricky, or we actually made play calls to throw it to Ricky out of the backfield. And so it allowed him to, also to do like something Jeff he was Blake already good threw, at. Like one of the all-time great deep balls, though. Like he really he did, did, man. Did. Back in the uh, the Cincinnati Carl days, Carl Pickens and like just chucking it up in his the air. His spiral was so good, the ball looked stationary in the air. 
It just it just didn't move. It well, it just, looked like it came out of a jugs machine. It just yeah, went straight up in the it air. It was perfect. Yeah, and it was unbelief. He would throw it 30 yards ahead of him, but with so much height that they had plenty of time to run underneath it. It was just it was a sky ball every time mm-hmm. he threw every that deep time. ball. And in Cincinnati, they had the speed to capitalize on that. With uh, Pickens high pointed, Darnay was a speed demon, so he he would run under it all the time. We got here, and Joe Horn was fairly new here. No one, no one knew. No one knew him, but he was the deep guy for Kansas City when we brought him. He was yeah, the guy but he who only ran had the like four hundred yards. Four or five hundred yards. City. Right, he was the niche like guy who would open off, yeah. take the top off the defense, right. and all of a sudden we had a guy who was could throw it. Um. And like Corey said, we started off slow that season, I think, and then Blake went on a tear. Yeah. And we started winning like crazy. We were running the offense through Ricky, but Jeff Blake was making all these big plays, and then he gets hurt. We think the season's over, and then this guy, afterthought that we had traded for from Green Bay, comes in, and Aaron Brooks, and looks like the modern version of what we think a quarterback's going to be. He can run the ball. He can roll out. He can get out of the pocket. He runs it a little bit, not at an elite level, but had mobility, could throw the ball deep, had a big arm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're in the playoffs, sort of out of nowhere, and win our first playoff game ever. Yeah, right. let me run through some of the players on this team, man. This is a, a fun list. You got Aaron Brooks, obviously. Jake DeLome was a backup after Jeff Blake went on IR. Billy Joe Tolliver. He was still on that team? He was still on the team, apparently. <laughs> You know, you had Ricky Williams, Chad Morton, who was a, a crowd favorite for a hot minute when he got there. The best there. player on this team is still Leroy Glover. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. A monster. Yeah. Ash Freddie McAfee was still on the team as a kick returner. Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac was one of our Super favorite Bowl fullbacks. Champ. One of our favorite fullbacks, not quite Lorenzo Neal, as we covered a few episodes ago, but uh, Terrell Smith. Terrell Smith a fun, was always a fun fullback. You're right. Wide receivers, Joe Horn. Willie Jackson, everyone loves Willie Jackson and Joe Horn. Oh, in Arizona State. Keith Poole. Keith Poole, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jake Reed. Jake Ooh. Reed. Dude, well, this was a fun team, man. Jake was, Reed well past his prime, but yeah, Who was our Jake tight Reed. end on that team? Andrew Glover. And uh, wow. also Lamont Hall. I remember him. Yeah. Andrew Glover caught like four touchdowns. Willie Rofe was on that team. Uh, who was our... You had Kyle Turley. Wally Williams. Wally Williams, yeah. Chris Naoli, Jerry Fontenot. That was a badass team. This was a floor. badass team, man. There's that no, was a no wonder they won Look that Look at the defense. Game. I'm telling you, the, the part that people don't realize is Darren Howard, Leroy Glover. Yeah, you um, got Norman Hand. Norman Hand was on that team. The Joe Johnson. Team, Joe Johnson had 12 sacks, right? 12? I, I don't remember offhand. I think uh, he had twelve. He had 11 or 12. Darren Howard had 11 or 12. Willie uh, Whitehead. No, Howard had eight, I think. Eight or nine. It was something like that. Oh, no, that just was his it. double-digit year. Check it. Check it real quick. You, you knew it was a good uh, Leroy year. Leroy had 17 that year. He was everywhere. I mean, he he was unstoppable that year. And, you know, again, you mentioned the offensive line. Like, if you could take that offensive line in their prime and just swap them for everybody we have now, it would just be carnage on the field. But moreover, that defensive line was a reason – you know, there were so many little moments with that team where it was the first time in so long. That's a where great the national, offensive line. The national That's a great media, offensive line. Great yeah. offensive line, but great just, defensive line. What's crazy about that is that the defensive line was even better, Way better than the offensive line. Way better. And so it was the first time in so long where you had all these little moments of like, wait, have we kind of made it as a team? 
Well, look at the because linebackers. I'll never forget, and it's it shouldn't even be that big of a deal, uh, but that was around the same time where, remember ESPN, the magazine? Yeah. was a thing, and they had an entire, like, four, five-page spread special, the, and we were the cover guys. Our, all four of our defensive linemen were featured in the entire ESPN, the magazine episode. I just remember re- thinking, like, they're featuring – our defensive line. They're they're comparing it to the steel curtain. Now it was not anywhere close. I'm not even about to before well, y'all before I could, well, look, I could. This is the most successful Saints team up to this point ever. Right, and out of three guys on the defensive line, you got 40 sacks out yeah. of three guys. Yeah. D line sacks, not right. linebackers. Or, that is, yeah. and then I guess Norman Hand was our run stopper. I don't know. Maybe is Mark had a Fields couple. on that team. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Mark so the Fields linebackers, was. Mark Fields. You had Keith Mitchell, who was solid. Yeah. Darren Smith, not quite as good as he was with the Cowboys, but still a solid player. Solid, right. Listen to the defensive backs. Steve Gleason. <laughs> you had. Uh, well, he didn't play. Come on. He was say, he's on the team, though. Let's just say. Honestly, special teams, special teams. I truly him, forget he went that far back. Sammy Knight. Sammy yep. Knight. Yep. Alex yep. Molden. Darren Perry. Fred Thomas. Kevin Fred Thomas. Mathis. So we were, was a solid player. We were Was talking about cornerback. We, we couldn't think of where you like you always liked his position, but he just always ended up getting screwed. Fred Thomas was one of the classic Saints corners that was always in perfect position yes. and never made the play. Well, he had a cast on his arm half his one career. Year. But like he was so good at coverage, right? But his ball awareness was just lacking. Or, or so, there, you know, there's those corners that, like you said, they're on a guy like White on Rice. There's no separate. There's no daylight between him and the receiver, but then they can't catch. But he is an <laughs> underrated Saints player all time yeah. at corner. Like he was a very, very, very good player. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some good players on IR too. So we already mentioned Jeff Blake, <laughs> Cam Cleland, everyone's favorite whipping boy. Oh, that was not a good player. <laughs> Charlie Clemens was a solid player. He was. Uh, let's see, Steve Israel, I believe, was a starter at one point. Or Fred Weary as well. Fred Remember, Weary, yeah, was, Weary was. I think the the disappointing part of that team is Alex Molden being a first round pick, never really being that. Well, it should have been Eddie George, as we know. It, from yeah, we well, we, supposedly we had to have Eddie George, but we had yeah. Ricky Williams though. So, right? Well, no, Molden was before Molden that. was ninety six. You're yeah. right. Molden was ninety six. It was supposed to be Eddie George, which means we wouldn't have done the Ricky Williams trade, right? Um, but he never really. I mean, he wasn't good. If we're being honest, yeah. Well, he here, had, here's one for you. Guess who was on the practice squad? The beer man. Yeah. Mm. Well, he had a good career after that. Did he not make his appearance till? The no, he didn't make year? it yet. I don't think. Dude, that was a fun team, man. That was a really fun team. And think about it. We had, uh, you know, the Jeff Blake injury happens, and at that point. You have no idea what you have with Aaron Brooks. I mean, it was a midseason trade that brought him to the team. He comes in, wins his first start, and I believe it was against the uh, defending Super Bowl champion Rams in St. Louis. Yeah. You see, when we no, get back no. We were the, home for the playoff game. For the playoff game. Yeah. I'm talking about for his first regular season game was against the Rams in yeah. St. Louis. And that's where he ran wild, right? Right. Like, um, And I remember this, you know, I like looking back on years like this when they're so far in the past but not that far in the past. Right, because right. you can still remember. I like looking at the coaching staffs and some of the GMs. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Randy Mueller was kind of a revelation. We oh, thought, shit. We thought we, we had. We thought we had the next Jim Finks with Randy. Because, I yeah. mean, and 
I don't think most people were wrong for that take because look at the shit we had to deal with with Ditka. And then Mueller comes along and says, hold on, I'm going to handle this situation like an adult yeah. and draft some, make some sound draft picks, get some, you know, good quality. You know, I know who we are. I know what this destination is for free agents. So I'm going to go get a guy like Joe Horn. Um, I'm going to invest in the guys like, uh, you know, Glover, Hand, those guys. But also the coaching staff. Uh, we all know and love Rick Venturi. That's not a surprise as the assistant coach. Obviously, Jim Haslip being the head offensive coordinator. I don't know if you're cheating and looking, Max, but... No, I, I mean, I know who it is, just without even looking. Yeah. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. I, I totally forgot about that. We hated him, hilarious. by the way. Saints fans hated him, by the way. Yeah, and uh, apparently And we he's were, had a pretty lucrative career. He's a lucrative career. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want him now. Take a look at your director of football administration back then. Right. Waiting one, in the wings. One Mickey Loomis. Waiting in the wings. Mick's favorite. So what's, yeah. So that's always fun. I mean. Y'all are more amped about that than me. No, I mean, it's just funny it's, looking at the, at the team, dude. It's just. Uh, do you realize, like, we loved Brooks, right? Hold on. We started off one and three yeah. that year. Jeff and then Blake we uh, rattled it off six straight wins. And then they lost yeah, to the Raiders. That's the game where Blake got hurt. Right, where he got hurt and took over. And then Aaron Brooks comes in, and we beat the defending Super Bowl champions at the Rams. I remember that game. Yeah. But so. you, you remember how much we loved Brooks and that. Oh, God, I got a Brooks jersey the second I could. Yeah. Like, you watched him play, and you're like, wow, this is, this is you know, what quarterback's going to look like. Yeah. Yes. The, that, his first full year, he rushed for. What three hundred and fifty yards? He could move around. He threw for twenty six touchdowns his first full year. Twenty seven his second full year. His record with the Saints. Guesses. What oh do you think? I don't want to know. I know it's a losing. It's got to be a losing record, right? What's your guess? I, I really don't know. I'm not even going to throw it out. Who's there record with the Saints? Brooks. Aaron Brooks starting as starting quarterback. What's his record? Hmm. How many years did he end up starting? Um, six. Good lord, he was yeah, started for that yeah. long. Well, five and a half if you count the half season. I don't. I'm going to venture to say it was not a winning record. It was going out on the limb there, are we? Yeah, I'm making it. That's a. I'm, it's a bold take. It's a bold so take. Thirty-eight and forty-four. Okay, that's about what I expected. Yeah, never won ten games. Yeah, I was going to say it was either going to be a losing record or a winning or a winning record. One of the two. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> right definitely in the ball one of the two. Here. But wow, never won ten. My point is, never won ten games. Yeah, uh, had one massive win by all accounts in his rookie year—not rookie year, but his first year starting year. with us. Um, two and, very high-level years with the twenty-six. I mean, his second full year starting, I really thought we had something. The dude went twenty-seven touchdowns, fifteen interceptions, two hundred fifty rushing yards, two more touchdowns, but. We were nine and seven. I think we made the playoffs though. Again, or was that the Carney sure. missed extra point year? I think that was the year before. Because if we would have gone eight and eight, we would have made it, right? Was it, or no? Am I wrong? We there? thought at the time that Carney kicked that ball. That if he made it, we had a chance. But it turned out that we wouldn't he, have made it if so, he had made it. There was I, something with the Jets, I believe, where we lost. I want to say Breeze was involved in it, like the Chargers and the Jets well, were playing. And playing in NFC. Well, they must have been playing an NFC team, one of them. 
to cost us a playoff. And it might have been something weird like strength of schedule or some kind of scoring yeah, or yeah, something it like been that. that. What year was that? Uh, that would have been 2002. Which no, would've... it would have been later than that. Do you, you're talking about the Carney miss? Yeah. That was later. So with the 2000 year... That was I mean, three or four. I feel like a couple of things stand out. You know, like well, Joe was, Horn. Well, Joe Horn. So he but didn't that make was the playoffs also, other than that one year. That's right. Crazy. Right. He was, and he only started what four games to get into the playoffs. Five. That yeah. Year. But five I feel like that was yeah. one of the last, if not the last year of the old NFC West, and it was it turned into the height of our rivalry with the Rams, having played them three times. Ended up playing them three times that year. I don't know if that's uh, the height. What's it's got the, real bad in the breeze. <laughs> well, I mean, but like a, as a division rival, I mean, we hate the as Rams rival, because yeah. of like what's Flipper happened Anderson. in our game. But, you know, I think that year, I don't know. I feel like the hatred for the Rams was higher that year. But well, it's just because they won the Super Bowl over the year before and they were a division rival. You, you just hated them. because and we of that. Yeah. One remarkable yeah. thing we did that year, and I think Nick will appreciate that, appreciate this that we had not done before that in a long time. At least I don't think we had. We swept the 49ers that year. Beat oh, them wow. twice. That makes me very happy. <laughs> um, beat them. First time we beat them, the home game, beat them 31-15. to 15, and Also, then after that year, we drafted Deuce, right? We beat them in San Fran 31-27. to 27. Yeah, but it was the next year. So that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, we took care of our division that year. We won in Chicago. Swept the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers were kind of blah back then. Uh, you know, I, but yeah, there are just so many things about that team to like. When we talk about like all-time Saints games, that playoff win is still it's, it's a top there, three, top four. Yeah, for me, it's third. Um, just above the reopening of the dome game. I put reopening the dome as. I mean, I didn't get a Super Bowl, but reopening the dome was number one. Super Bowl is number me. one. I'm going to say it as a yeah. Saints fan, that game, the playoff game was more important. For me. It's a four-way tie. The, <laughs> as a sporting event, the yeah. reopening of the Dome game rivals anything you'll ever go to in your life as a sporting event. Absolutely. Because it was so crazy. It honestly yeah. transcended I mean, sporting. It was even any event you could go to. I mean, you two played before the game. You had... Uh, Better than Ezra playing in front before the yeah. game. It was you had uh, Green Day was playing yeah. at halftime too. Yeah, like as an event, as that an event, it's up there. Was an all-time something you'll never forget. Yeah, going I was game. a sophomore at Georgia and flew. No, I was a junior because Katrina when I was a sophomore. I flew in specifically for the game at a time when I really shouldn't have been just flying from. <laughs> Athens, you know, you were Atlanta, New out. Orleans. That I really wasn't. I really <laughs> fly on over to New Orleans, catch no, the No, I really game. wasn't. I mean, I will say, you know, I was lucky enough to have a grandfather who was an original season ticket holder and still had his seats continuously up through that point. And he loved nothing more than spoiling me and my younger brother, bringing us to Saints games since we were young. And it would always be him, my grandma, me and my brother. Now, when I was in college, I didn't go to as many games, but I called them, you know, when I knew my schedule, made a call and said, look, I think if, if I can make it in, you know, I'll get my plane ticket, can, you know, 
will you have a ticket if I make it in? And he, he was very, you know, devout Catholic, scholarly, all that stuff. He said, no. <laughs> because I like you. He said, I'm you. not letting you come in for a football game, miss class to come in for a football game. And I'm like, Pop, it's, this is not just a football game. This is not going to be any other football game. I, I have to be there. And, he, and there was like a hard no. And I looked at the flight schedule and I, there was a flight. There's a way that I could take a flight right after my last class on Monday, get to New Orleans, fly back Tuesday. Well, hold morning, on, let's let's and say not, this and not miss a let's class. Let's say this story for when we inevitably talk about. Yeah, no, season. I got. But, but I went pause. there, and that's all. That's all I have to say. So you're putting that game ahead of. Did you go to the playoff win? Or yeah. No? Yeah. You put it above the playoff win as a I Saints too, fan. If I have to. I I can't because I think it's connected. Saints fan sporting event like. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you why, because you remember the previous year was when they were talking about the Saints moving to San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benson no. was public enemy number one. You remember those Save Our Saints magnets. I get magnets. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, just there saying, was a real thought that team was gone. I loved that event. Loved it. We're it on was the Tagli, incredible. Tagli when I walked out of the playoff win, I could not believe we won a playoff game. I know. I was Been walking out with you, them Since, you know, 85, we're talking 16, 17 years later. The first time they won a playoff game, like, okay, the Saints are here. Like, we're, we're going to be a good team now after yeah. all this bullshit my whole life. The feeling leaving that game as the significance of the game itself was the biggest. The better event was the Atlanta game, the Gleason block, the, you know, rebirth of the Superdome. That is second only to the Super Bowl in any football game I've ever been to, for sure. But as a, as a Saints fan, the impactful one was winning that first playoff game. See, and uh, this from is why I'm going to take the easy way out, yeah. and it's a four-way tie. It's the Super Bowl, it's the NFC Championship, it's the rebirth, return to the, the uh, Superdome game, and then it's the first playoff win. And honestly, that's probably the order I put them in if you put a gun to my head, but I'm going to cheat and call it a four-way tie. Yeah, the championship game, after that, I was like, these motherfuckers are going to go lose the Super Bowl. That's what I felt. Yeah, but that didn't stop us from celebrating, dude. Oh, absolutely. But I'm like, how? Like, that was, like, I felt that was so much luck in that game. It was. Um, And not that we we were an awesome team. We were an incredible team. That game itself was, man, the shit fell our way for once. Like. Maybe yeah. the only time in Saints history the shit fell our way. And I had the same, and bringing it back to the 2000 team, the same feelings were coming up in the playoff win, the first playoff win. Because, you know, yeah, we beat the Rams in the regular season. Yes, uh, they beat us. But remember, remember so much hype around that team, the greatest show on turf. Yeah. I mean, and it was legit. Hype. Those dudes were. They weren't defending champs that year, right? They had yeah, just they lost they the were. Super Bowl. They were. No, they, they were the, the defending uh, Rams the year before. And they only huh? got that one title, remember? Yeah, and then they lost the next Super Bowl. I thought. No. They didn't go to the Super Bowl two years in a row. They lost the Patriots, Warner? right? I thought they went back to back years, beat New England, and then lost. No, they beat the Titans. Beat, the, beat the, Titans, the Titans, lost to New England the lost next to year. New England, in yeah, New they Orleans. never won another Super Bowl. And then that. we beat them. I, I think. think. They, I don't think they won another Super Bowl. They didn't. I'll look it up. But my point is, they were they were coming far, off a Super Bowl appearance. They were the dominant team in the NFC. Far and away the best offense yeah. in, in the NFC, in the NFL. 
by all accounts, a lot of people had them as the best offense they had seen in years. And here we were playing them, thank God, in our own house. But and I remember that game as, you know, we, we got off to a a great start and we had a sizable lead and we were thinking, here we go. But then because they were quick. who they were, when they started creeping back in, kind of like the Vikings game in the NFC Championship, it was like, oh, shit. Yep. Here we go. And there was serious doubt until the very end very of that end. game. Until the very fumble. End. Well, hold on. Let me, let me do, go stat boy on you here and correct you. Uh-oh. 99, Kurt Warner's first year as a starter. That's when they won the Super Bowl against the, Beat uh, the Titans. Against the Titans. 2000, lost to the Saints in the first round. 2001 Super Bowl. That's when they lost. To lost the to New England. Okay. In New England, so they were coming was, off the Super Bowl win. It was they in looked, between. Okay. They looked impervious. Like they were just indestructible, dude. The greatest show on yeah. turf. Like no one. Everyone. And was that's why it was so scary. Like you're watching that game, and you're saying, like, we put it out there. Yeah. You know, when we had that lead, and they started coming back in the fourth quarter, you were thinking, we got nothing left in the tank. Like. No, we were getting run we, out of the building when that fumble happened. Yeah, yeah, we were. I mean, that game was gonna. We were gonna they lose that game. punt. Yeah, and then, they dropped that punt, and it, everything changed. Cause, and cause, it was unbelievable. Well, Brett, Brett Favre wasn't QB for that team. Can we can we talk about uh, Willie Jackson for a second? Willie Jackson had one of my favorite <laughs> moments of that entire year. Yeah, I mean, he was six catches, 142 yards, three touchdowns in that game. That is absurd. When you talk about a guy yeah, showing up, he had up, like three hundred more yards the whole season. Because <laughs> that that team had Aeneas Williams a quarterback. What do you have? Six hundred twenty-three. Six twenty-three. Right now, so it's I a quarter never, of his yards before. <laughs> I had never seen before, and nor have I ever seen since. A man in an NFL uniform in the middle of a game walk into the end zone, or really at any other juncture on the field, and truly walk when he got so wide open on that touchdown and then just decided rather than do some kind of weird run-of-the-mill touchdown dance this dude decides to just walk <laughs> Man, it's like fantastic i mean I was was like, joe what, are you doing? what are you doing and, and he just but second the, best year joe horn went bananas like yeah. 1300 i think eight touchdowns was that his was that his best or his second best didn't he have 1400 yeah he did actually um it's a year the, after or two years after well, the fact that he came in from Kansas City where, you know, he was kind of an afterthought on that team. And he comes in, so he had 586 yards the year before, which by far his best season, and six touchdowns. So he was on to come up with us first year, 94-13-40, eight, yeah, touchdowns. eight touchdowns. Follows it with 83-12-65, nine touchdowns. 88-13-12, seven touchdowns. But he had a 1,400, I thought, no? He never got to 14. He missed about one yard. Okay. Damn. Dude, uh, his stretch run, man. That's why well, I Well, they made four or five straight Pro Bowls with us. Yeah. That's why, as we talked about in the uh, the all-time peak, you know, Saints team with everybody at the peak of their powers, give me give me uh, Michael Thomas at the peak of his powers next to Joe Horn with Colston in the slot. Well, Joe Horn was a better player than Colston. Colston's yes, longevity absolutely. was like... He was, was a better player. He was a better football player. It's a different era, too, man. They weren't throwing the ball around. No, I much. get it. Like, yeah, Colston was put in the right spots a lot. Colston had, had Drew Brees. Had the Sorry. benefit of the most accurate quarterback. Joe yeah. Horn did that with two different quarterbacks, one of them basically a rookie. Right. Yeah. That's how you know. And Joe Horn was kind of almost like the perfect receiver for 
the strong arm quarterbacks that we had because that dude was just a zone breaker. You know, when you watch the game recaps on him, he found the soft spots no matter who we were playing. It yep. could have been the best defense in the league. He still found that it's perfect soft spot between the linebackers and the safeties. And when you had a guy like Brooks, even before that with Blake, those dudes could release it in nanoseconds, but zip Horn, that ball in, and put it on the spot. Horn made a big difference for those guys because of yeah, what he could do. He could get open. Drew made Colston. Correct. In my opinion. And Lance Moore. Uh, and Willie Sneed. And right. So this is why I would have loved to have seen Prime, Joe Horn, peak of his powers, with Prime, Drew Brees, peak of his powers. I would have loved to see that. More than that, I would have loved to see peak Brees with Michael Thomas. Because Noodle on Brees yeah. made Thomas the offensive player of the year. Yeah. Okay? Like, Brees, at not peak of his powers, mm-hmm. got a guy who was a step above most receivers and turned him into the best offensive player in the league. That would have been fun to see for like five seasons in a row. Breeze never had that, obviously, being Colston being his best threat. He made Jimmy Graham the best tight end in the league for five years. Yeah. He did do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's obvious, like we we let off with the punchline, the favorite moment from that year, Akeem dropping the ball. I don't know, man. My favorite moment is when the uh, guy behind us, Nick, you want to give us a line? Majored in plumbing, minored Minored in plumbing. plumbing. Man, that guy was a legend <laughs> that season. Well, he was being negative from the Saints at the yeah, time. Yeah, he was. In that this is before the Akeem fumble, yeah. <laughs> where we were trying to run out the clock in true Hazlitt fashion. Dude, we messed with him the rest of the time after that fumble. Well, I mean, and he swore we were going to lose the game because of Hazlitt's play call, and he said, I'm, I don't know much. I majored in plumbing, minored in plumbing. <laughs> but that's a bad play call. And uh, he wasn't yeah. wrong, but it ended up that working is like out. the most Saints fan statement ever. I mean, anybody who the, – the opinions get stronger with our fan base as their knowledge of the situation decreases. Well, let me let's, – let's, let's wrap it up with this. What's your favorite moment from the game? Not, not Azakim fumbling the ball. What's your favorite? For me, it stands out of my mind as Willie Jackson walking into the end zone. Yeah, I'm with you on that. With I his agree. arms out. I mean – it perfect, was so cool, man. He perfect just, celebration that began before he was even in the end zone. He just It's just a slap in the face to that defense of, like, this is how much you blew your It was coverage. the first time we had swagger. Yeah. And, this and then is we how immediately much, shit our pants. Let's be honest. Well, look. The we fourth had a, hey, quarter was going really bad hey, right after that. Hey, we dominated. We won. We won the game. We dominated that game, if, if y'all remember. We were in complete control. But we just, yeah. For three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, That's what I'm saying. we That's, started to freak out, and we stopped playing our game. Just like you said, the swag went away we, because we Hazlitt started running the ball up the middle, and we were watching it fade away. You can't and then shut it down Oz too early. fumbles yeah. the ball in his, inside his own 20. And Brian Milne fell out of the 10-yard line. <laughs> I mean, like... Love Henderson's calls on that shit, man. I mean... It's hard for me to think of any play but that play in that game because I can't when think of that, that play, play happened, the dome went insane. No one could believe it. No one could believe it. It was crazy. And it truly is. I mean, Brian Milne, of all people, to be the hero of that game. You know, I know there's Run a lot of people Brian who, who did stuff. Was he Division Three, Max? <laughs> sick sick I, mustache. That that game in the, in the dome when that happened was – Top five moment all time. 
the dome, you couldn't hear yourself think. It was just such a it shock. It just went crazy. Because everyone was convinced. We knew we were going to blow it because we, we were always die had. We this, always had. We were going to die the slow death. Right. It wasn't going to be our year again. Uh, that's ten, what we ten did. Ten wins down the drain. You know, your plumber guy was right our until, plumber the, guy was, until he wasn't. He was very happy <laughs> that day. That was the happiest plumber I've ever seen. That's how those guys live. You know, I think that truly keeps them alive because if if they actually got their hopes up, they'd... they'd Let's point out, Max and I spent every dime we had to be down there, like right by the field, <laughs> and this plumber was there too. So he's, right. you know that oh, motherfucker yeah. spent every nickel he had. They're justifying it. They're, we were there when the Turley helmet came into the crowd, like yeah. right next to us. Like we were on the field spending every nickel we had. I remember watching that game from, <clears throat> you know, my grandpa's my grandpa season thinking... I couldn't tell from my vantage point. I was like, did he just throw a human head? <laughs> it was like the wildest scene. Yeah, we because, were chucking beer bottles on the field. Yeah. It was God, bad. That, that, that was like a... So, Corey, quiz question. Yeah. How many touchdowns did Aaron Brooks end up with as a Saint? Oh, You told us earlier. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. No, that was wins. Total as a Saint, not that season? As a Saint, total. Oh, God. Uh, Saints Hall of Famer. Six seasons. I feel like you got a D. De- if you just guess like it, you'll probably be pretty close. Over 100. 120. 140. It's 120 exactly. Holy shit. Damn. That was, that was a guess. There you go. 20 seasons. That was so like some Nick shit right there. He went 9, 26, 27, 24, 21. Now, keep in mind, 27 touchdowns back then That's a was lot. like a. That would have put you in the top 25 in NFL history. Because that was in the era of the lead blocking fullback. It, yeah, the Lorenzo Neal era. <laughs> you know, I think we might need a whole special episode on uh, blocking fullbacks. I We're going to release that. I, that's I wouldn't our, know anything about That's him. our outtakes. Um, well, let, so, me, let, me, let me say this. So yeah. I remember, you know, so we win the game. It's the greatest moment of our lives up until that point. And then we have to play the Vikings. Oh, in Minnesota. They murdered That game sucked. And, you know, you, Nick, you know this. I was the biggest Randy Moss fan when he was in college and all the way to the NFL. And he go, puts up two catches, 121 two yards, two touchdowns yeah. against us. And we got blown out the middle. And building. we got blown out. We so, weren't even close. Brooks, like. That was Dante Colbert. That was right? foreshadowing for four years later for us yeah, with Brooks. Yeah, yeah. But. He did have four straight 3,500-yard seasons and 20-yard t- 20 Look, touchdown seasons. He was serviceable. That was the second-best quarterback we had yeah. ever had. Yeah. Um, I actually got, like, just like y'all love to give me shit, it, it was kind of a hill. It wasn't a hill I died on. But in college, I it's about to be. made the mistake. <laughs> no, I, 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 I retracted later, but I called Aaron Brooks a top-tier NFL quarterback. That's true. Um, which was hard to. Uh, he wasn't. I died on the hill, and then I came back and said, "Yeah, no, he wasn't." He was a. Well, at least you led this this time where I died on this hill, and I'm not. I'm going to. And I understand my flag it was wrong. This hill. Yeah, he was. So that was in about 2005. I think I said that. So it only takes about like 18 years for me to. to but get, well, that, to was, get that was in your prime fullback in days. So you probably had a few head injuries, some concussions you didn't know about. So you know, you yeah. probably looked like a top two. For guy. better or worse, yeah. Yeah. as. In the Saints' history, I got up to two twenty six. He's a very important player. Yeah, is he the second best quarterback in Saints' history up to this point? No. Who is who's your number two? Derek Carr. <laughs> it is you Derek joke. Carr. It's about to be Derek. No, Carr. it is Derek Carr. It will be but. Derek Carr's will be the second best quarterback. No, 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 but, look, but let's talk about at performance as a Saint. Who is the second? Archie best? was better than than 
Aaron Brooks. Yeah, I think in his have, era. I think you have to say. I that. understand the stats don't say that, but Archie won Offensive Player of the Year. Archie was a better quarterback than Aaron Brooks. Yeah, for the era. Um, but Brooks is probably third before before Carr comes in. He's, he's probably third. third. Because he's better than he was better than Bobby Abair was. He was. Yeah, agree, agree. All right, well, let's wrap up this episode. That was a fun trip down memory lane, talking about the uh, up until that point, the greatest season, the in first Saints ever history. playoff win, pre Breeze. Honestly, the greatest day of our lives probably at that point. But yeah, uh, yeah. So next episode, we'll get back to some more current stuff. But uh, we'll be mixing in some of these old school. Nostalgic episodes here and there. But uh, catch you guys next time. Boom. What?